0: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Craig, that that's where I want to begin with you, if you don't mind. I, I genuinely cannot think of many St. Louis sports figures that were as beloved here within this St. Louis sports community as you became here as the Blues head coach. Did you feel that as you were the head coach here in St. Louis? And if so, what, what did that mean to you?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think it means everything. I think, um, you know, I, I can't uh, say enough about the fans and the people here in St. Louis, uh, how they treated me um, and supported me throughout my time here. Um, you know, that's the toughest part, I think, is, uh, you know, leaving that situation, the people and uh, that you met and became friends with and, and uh, you know, the fan base, how they treated me was uh, excellent. I can't say enough.
0: As you sit back now and reflect, Craig, and I don't know how, how much time you've had to do this yet, but... What are some of the flashpoints that come to mind immediately for you? I would have to imagine that Stanley Cup run is is front and center in that regard. But what are some of the other things that you're going to take from your experience and you're you're going to remember as fondly as you will?
1: Well, I think just working with all the people you worked with, like you know, when you're I was here like seven years, and with working with uh, mostly same training staff, uh, a lot of the same coaches. Um, you know, a lot of the same players. I know some players have moved on, but I think, you know, I worked with a lot of good people here and, uh, that's, I was very fortunate to work, um, in a special place. I, I really believe it's a special place here, St. Louis, not only, uh, the fans and the people, but the organization and the, and the people that I got to work with. Um, you know, I'll miss that. I really will. Um, thank you to all the people that have helped me, the players, uh, coaches trainers um, you know they're they're great to me
0: and Craig you you mentioned a lot of the players that you worked with especially early on the ones that were a part of that cup have kind of moved on here I, I am curious how much do you think that that change especially in the veteran leadership that we've seen over the last few years has played into what was ultimately the inconsistency that we saw on the ice
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you, you go through different stages, uh, when you're here this long and it doesn't always happen that way, but I mean, there are some changes here and significant ones over the years. So you, you got new people that have to come in and, and, uh, put in place and, and, uh, hopefully they do the job and, um, you know, things have changed over time and it is what it is like, um, uh, I would have liked to stayed on and kept working with this uh, group of guys and see where we got to. But, uh, like I said, um, you know, changes are made. and um, You know, you just deal with it and move on.
0: Craig, how difficult is it to, we mentioned bringing in new guys, to thread that needle and develop young players here at the NHL while also with the expectations of trying to win?
1: It's tough. I don't know if you could do both. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to do. I mean, I think that uh, we've developed some players here over time, and still at the same time, we're in the in the winning business. But it's 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 a hard thing to manage, to be honest with you. And um, I think we're at this year. We're we're trying to develop some younger players on the back end, and and a couple up front. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we we're trying to get um some real chemistry built with, with the whole team at the same time and, and to to be able to win hockey games, you know. Um it it's a hard thing to do. Uh now it is doable I believe, uh, but it takes time. It takes time.
0: Craig, last week we talked with Mike Rupp, the the former Stanley Cup champion as well, a forward for the Devils and he brought up how difficult it is to get young players to be accepting of roles, especially on you know third and fourth line as they're continuing to develop early in their career uh, in the NHL, and how th- that's been something that's kind of changed over the years. You know, 20 years ago, you get an opportunity in the NHL and you you take whatever role the the coach is willing to give you. Have you seen that as well? And if so, ha- how difficult of a process is that of trying to get guys to accept those lesser roles so that way eventually they can become you know top line player, second line player etc
1: yeah it's, it's it's not always an easy thing i think some um you know players are more accepting than others you know if you take robert thomas came here as a young 18 year old i think or 19 at the time um you know he was put in a role starting on the fourth line and you know it it worked out i mean he he's a top line player now and and playing some real good hockey at a high level, um, but not everybody's the same, and there's always guys that uh, aren't as accepting and want more and want to be put in uh, key situations. And I think that that's difficult at times too, is when you're trying to develop these young guys and you you know you, you kind of have to put them in some key situations and um, develop them and they're not ready to really take on those roles full time. And it might cost you some hockey games on the way. That's really the reality of it.
0: Well, Craig, you mentioned Robert Thomas and him starting as a fourth liner, now being up on that top line. Do you did you see him taking the steps and showing that star potential this season?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I think um, you know he did some good things this summer and uh, with his training, and um, you know I still think that there's more there f- with uh, Robert. He's a very talented person, Um, you know, really can see the ice wall make plays. And, you know, now he's taking on um, scoring a little bit more and taking pride in shooting the puck and scoring some goals. Um, He's got a lot of potential still. Like, this guy's a good player. Um, But I saw this coming. I knew that he'd be, you know, at some point turning into a number one center.
0: Craig Berube is our guest for another few minutes here on 101 ESPN. We hugely appreciate him giving us the time today. Former Blues head coach, Stanley Cup champion, is certainly what he's going to be remembered for most uh, here with the Blues. Uh, Craig, we talked to Bruce Boudreaux uh, on Friday as well about – what it's like to be a head coach in this spot and where the, the message after a few years, we've seen this around the league, Bruce Boudreaux mentioned it, Hey, the three different stints he had four years in, and then it, for whatever reason, his message stopped resonating with the team as, as, As a coach in the NHL, why do you think that takes place? Why do we see uh, there seems to be almost like an hourglass that stops for coaches where the the message stops resonating? Do you have a a finger on why that might be?
1: Oh, I wish I did, but, I mean, it's a good question. It's hard. Like, I think that, uh, um, you know, you're a coach and you do things a certain way, and when you have success doing them a certain way, it's hard to change. And I do believe you gotta make some adjustments along the way to last a little bit longer than than maybe you're expected or you are, or that coaches are you know, their expectancy. It doesn't it's three, four years and are out, right? So I mean <clears throat> I think you gotta adjust a little bit at times and make some adjustments along the way with how you approach things and uh, leadership's really important in this uh, situation. If you have real strong leadership, a coach can last a lot longer. 100% I believe that because they know what's best for the team, the leaders. And if they've done something in a certain way with a coach and you've had success and you won, well, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to do that over time because they know it works and they're going to try to get everybody to do what works. Um, but I think you lose, you know, if you, when you lose some leaders, and you lose some good people, things change, uh, you know the message can get old with with a lot of people and young guys. They might not want to hear it anymore, and they maybe they don't like what we're trying to do. You know, it's tough to say. I think every situation is a little bit different. Craig, when
0: you think about the the lessons that you learned in Philadelphia, you implemented a lot of those here in St. Louis. I remember that was a lot of the talk early on in your tenure, uh, going towards that run to the Cup in 2019. What do you think you learned about yourself as a coach uh, over the last few years or just overall in your time here in St. Louis? Were there, were there lessons that you're going to take from this tenure as well?
1: I think you're always in the learning process as a coach and trying to get better as a coach. And, um, you know, I think that's big—that big part of coaching and moving forward. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things that uh, we accomplished here and did here. I think the consistency part, you know, like if you want to be a consistent team, um, and as a coach, I think you really got to push, you know, the same things day in and day out, and you got to preach the same message day in and day out. Don't change, you know, like it's that changing things isn't going to help. You got to just keep pounding away at the same message, and get it through to everybody, and keep doing it, and that's that's important and. You know, I think, you know, holding players accountable with ice time is very important, too, because that's really the only control you have as a coach. Um, You know, and you got to put them in there. You got to put people in position. If they deserve to play, then they play. And if they're not deserving of playing, then you probably don't put them up there as much, you know, in situations. And I think I think that's, you know, a big part of coaching. I really do.
0: Uh, Craig, just two more questions for you. And thanks so much once again uh, for joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Craig Berube, former Blues head coach and Stanley Cup champion, uh, joining us here on the show. I I saw your comments elsewhere speaking with Jeremy Rutherford uh, about the Jordan Cairo comment that went everywhere and ended up with him being booed at the game against uh, the Senators over the weekend he had an outstanding game against Dallas responded really well the fans of course embraced him at the arena as well i i, I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on seeing kairu bounce back and perform that way uh, on saturday against dallas
1: yeah it's good for him i'm happy for him you know you don't want to see you don't want to see that happen to a young player like that i mean i know he's not that young but he's still young um and, you know, he had a good game against Dallas, which is good. And he's just got to keep pushing forward here with his development as a player. And, um, you know, like really it's just about him competing on a, on a nightly basis and and put, using his talents to the best he can. But, you know, he will become a better and better player as he grows up a little bit and becomes more competitive as a player, you know. Because he has the tools. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And some, sometimes that competitiveness is not there. But listen, you know, I was, I was happy for Jordan to uh, come out and perform at a high level after uh, a tough night the night before.
0: Craig, we'll get you out of here on this. I, I We're getting a ton of texts on the text line right now, basically all of them saying something to the degree of make sure that you let uh, Craig Burby know how much we appreciate his time here in St. Louis. I am curious, you know, you're talking to a lot of Blues fans right now on your home of the Blues 101 ESPN, how do you hope that they remember your time in St. Louis? If you could speak to them right now, what, what would you hope that they remember?
1: Um, just, you know, what, I, how much I am going, to, I'm going to miss, uh, St. Louis and the fan base and the people, uh, you know, like they really made me feel at home here. Um, you know, I really enjoyed my time here as a coach, uh, the way, you know, the way this town, our, our team looks at how they are, we're a blue collar city, a blue collar team and, you know, it just fits well with me and, you know, I'll, you know, you know, we won a cup here and did a lot of great things, and uh, it's something that uh, I'll never forget. I mean, you can't forget it, right? It's impossible. Uh, so we accomplished something here that uh, was unreal, and uh, you know, I'll remember that forever.
0: Craig, we appreciate the time, man. I, I I'm gonna miss hearing you on the Fast Lane uh, weekly. We're gonna certainly miss seeing you behind the bench here in St. Louis, but. We, we wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Can't wait to see what's next for you. And we wish your Baltimore Ravens nothing but the best of luck whenever they're not playing my Kansas City Chiefs.
1: They're looking good right now, boys. <laughs> One a row. They looked good Four last night, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Craig, appreciate Bye, the time, appreciate, man.
0: Guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Craig Berube, Thank former you. Blues head coach, Stanley Cup champion here on 101 ESPN.